Hello, my beautiful tribe. This is the chief, Geo, and this is Never Will I Ever. Today's episode is called Never Will I Ever Think I Am Not the Shit. And this episode is going to be about confidence. I have some return visitors to the podcast today. Hey. Um, my cousin. Hello, girl. My good sis. It's popping. It's Jocelyn. Go ahead and for people who don't know your name and age, what you do. I prefer Big Daddy Joe. Oh, God. Here we go. <clears throat> if you <Jesus>. will. <laughs> Take the wheel. My name is Jocelyn. Joss, Ja, Joe, whatever you prefer. Young queen from the IE. I am a full-time student working on my bachelor's in psychology. Um, black psych majors, let's go. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> um, and yeah, this is this is going to be a good one. This is going to be a good one for me because this has been a hell of a journey. Oh, yes, um, getting to where I am now and even still like the growth to come. So I'm excited. And then I have my good sis. Well, you guys already know I'm the chief geo, 28 plus size African-American woman, honey. One time for the booty. (laughs) (laughs) And the thighs. Um, And my sister, my good sis, Essence. Hello, y'all. I need y'all to understand that I'm an artist and I'm sensitive about my shit. Come on, Come on, Mama Badu. um, I am a 30-year-old black woman. Um, also a psych major, graduated back in December. So yes, one time for the uh, the melanin with the psych degrees. We up, yeah, we, we coming we for them. Um, yeah, I'm Essence, essentially bomb. If you want to look for me somewhere in the cyber world. Mm-hmm. And here we go. So today the topic is confidence. So. Even though the episode is called Never Will I Ever Think I'm Not the Shit. Because when you have confidence and you're confident in yourself, you know you are the shit. So. The. The. Two E's. Not the one. You got to capitalize the T. Mm -hmm. I mean, not the two or the three, but the one, honey. So. My first question that I'm going to pose for you guys is I'm I'm pretty sure that all of us have had this point in time. But I want to hear you guys' feedback. So. Have you ever had a time in your life where you lacked your self-confidence? Absolutely. Okay. My mind is like, like, where do I begin? Okay. Well, we, <laughs> this is what we're here for. This is a conversation, sis. This is what we're doing. This is a conversation. So go ahead. Either one, whichever wants to go first, um, let me know. Um, well, I've always battled with insecurity. Always. Always, always, always. And I'm 27, if I didn't mention before. Um, and I'm just now getting into a space where I'm like learning who I am and falling in love with that person. Um, it was always something like, you know, it's, it's never feeling like you're enough, whether it's physically, whether it's like, I'm my biggest critic, which most of us are. Um, but I would realize like at the end of a day or a situation, I would go back and just be criticizing everything I did. Like, damn, like. That was so ugly or like, did I sound stupid or, and that is so stressful. That is extremely stressful. Criticizing yourself all day. All Mm -hmm. day long, all day long. And for what? You know what I mean? At the end of the day, I am who I am on purpose. You know, God didn't make no mistakes. Come on. Say that. None, none at all. Say that. You know, so down to, you know, my biggest flaws character wise, you know, 
everything, absolutely everything was intentional. So, I mean, it's, and, and there's still sometimes, you know, there's still sometimes where I don't feel my best, where I don't, you know, I'm not fully in that space of like, I'm the shit. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And then Everybody of course I have my days. days where I'm like, who that in the fear? Girl, Girl you bet. Oh. <laughs> Don't hurt him, sis. Yes. Should you even go outside today? You don't want to do that to him. Why you going to bless him like you that? You don't want to do that to him. <laughs> you know, I be, and my sister be telling me, she's like, you be so back and forth. You feel me? You know, the days where I'm like, I hate my hair. I'm about to shave this shit off. Man. To the days Girl, where I'm like, I ooh, one of days my shit is out here popping. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm, it's always a tug of war. It really is. But it's a beautiful process coming into, you know, falling in love with yourself. Man. Okay, Miss Essence, what about you? I'm a second that notion. Um, I think for me, at 30, that this is the most in love with myself that I've ever been. I feel like this is the most of myself that I've ever been, unapologetically. Um, There was a lot of times, like my uncle, he says your 20s are your lost years, right? Mm, So I feel like through the majority of my 20s trying to find myself I guess when I didn't even know that I was lost in the first place um, I struggled a lot with my self-esteem especially um, with my mental health Um, that constant criticism is already there like I have anxiety so I'm always overthinking things anyway so then I think over all of my actions and what I say and what I do like all the time like all the time constantly yeah. replaying things and it is mentally exhausting I think the thing is because I carry a certain persona um, the outside world looking in would not have known that I was struggling with my you know self-confidence in, in certain areas or whatever um, because of the way that I did it was let me look a certain way let me dress a certain way right to draw more attention to myself so it was getting fishing I guess for compliments but in the wrong way so maybe I got all goods hanging out and so now I got this attention on me and I got people telling me oh you look good and they're trying to get at you and all these other kind of things so it's making me feel like I'm something when really what they were after was completely the wrong thing um me not realizing that who I was at my core was enough yeah um, I'm a side with y'all see on the constantly not feeling enough. I um, disclosed on my own um, podcast recently that I lost my dad to suicide. And one of the common themes that I carried from that incident in my life was feeling like I wasn't enough for him to stay. Yeah. Right. So then I carried that um, theme into every other aspect of my life, feeling like I wasn't good enough. So let me overachieve in certain areas. Let me over, you know, compensate for certain things. And you could just tell with even the people that I allowed in my life to to share my space um, that I wasn't where I needed to be. It was like blood in the water with sharks, right? Because other people can smell when you don't know who your sense oh, of yeah. self worth. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you attract certain Definitely. people that they know your worth, but they know that you don't know it. So now they're going to treat you However, you because accept. Because they know that you don't. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it took a lot. It was very uncomfortable, but it is very, very beautiful, very um, rewarding at the end of the day when you do decide to do that work. And it is. It's an everyday battle. There are days where I get up and I don't feel my best either. And I may not look my best, but I know that I am the best version of myself that I've been. So I accept that now and I feel like I radiate 
that energy. And so what I'm starting to attract now is better. And then it's easier. Other people notice it. Like, they, they feel that, you know. Oh, and definitely. When you, when you fuck with you, people know you fuck with you. Like, yeah. but also at the same time, when you don't really fuck with you, but you flex in that fake facade, people mm-hmm. peep that too. Yeah. Um, I, it's, it's woo. Yeah, I feel like, look, same thing. I, um, I feel like, like Essence said, I'm 28, and I feel like this is, like, the most confident I've ever been in myself. Um, just decide every... I've pretty much, like, my self-confidence issues happened a lot when I was a teenager, especially. Um, I probably... I was... I had, like... I have a big personality. So I felt like my personality overcompensated a lot for me. Um, or I use my personality to overcompensate for myself um, until I actually sit there, sat there like with myself. And it took heartbreak, actually. It took heartbreak for me to just sit there and be like, yo, I can't be fully happy or fully, I can't depend on somebody else to, for my happiness is, is what I'm trying to say. So I need to search out what makes me happy. And in searching for what makes me happy and doing my work and my myself, that's where my confidence came from. Because I'm just like, girl, you all, you dope as fuck. Come on now. <laughs> don't, okay. Don't let like, nobody <clears throat> tell you any different. Like, you out here dope. And it's just, I would give myself, like, affirmations. I felt like being Mary Jane at a point in time. Because I would literally, like, write it down in my journal. Write it down on... And, like on post-its and put it on my um nightstand and and I kind of went back to um my dad my childhood with my dad because um I don't I probably I may have said this before on this podcast I don't know but um when I was younger um I have a great relationship with my dad and uh, when I was younger my dad would tell me and my sister um, and my brother, but um, especially me and my sister, to pick out something that we liked about ourselves. And all day he would compliment us on whatever that thing was. So if I were to say, "Oh, today," um, he'll w- we wake up in the morning. He goes, "Okay, well, what did you pick about yourself?" Oh, my eyes. Well, you have beautiful brown eyes. And every time he saw me throughout that day, he would compliment my eyes. Okay, so, Jojo. Right. My daddy <laughs> out here with the gems, honey. One time for the good black fathers out here. Right. Come on. That's, the, that's a strong black daddy, honey. But that helped me, too, when I was starting to struggle with my self-confidence. Because, yeah, of course, but that's your, that's your dad. Like, you're, you're my dad. You're going to think I'm beautiful. You, you're going to think um, this. You're going to, like, you're my dad. You're supposed that's to. That's to think, too. You yeah. know? <laughs> but, um it's just like, and then you, of course, when you start growing and then you get attracted to the opposite sex and you're just like, niggas ain't peeping for me like this. Like, they're not checking for me like this. And that is like, even though like I'm saying it's not, it's not something that you should, it's I wouldn't say validation. should. Yeah, it's not something that you should fall victim to. Um, but it happens. Every teenage girl, every, every girl, woman, period, um, at some point in their life, with whether you're attracted to the opposite sex, the same sex, you're going to be like, okay, well, they're not finding me appealing. They're not finding me, you know? Mm-hmm. Everyone goes through that. But um, through that, like I said, through my through this work on myself, even though there's still days where I'm just like, eh, girl, 
Sometimes I'd be like, yeah. Sis. <laughs> <laughs> so let's check this out. Yeah, parental, you- your parentals have a lot to do with that. Yeah. Too. Like, mm-hmm. um, I feel like my parents did a f- phenomenal job. Like, I really do. I feel like I came out great. Right. But one thing is, um, like my dad, he used to, like literally me and my sister, at all ages, we would be getting ready and he's like, Damn, I have some beautiful ass daughters. Yeah. What Man, what you mean, Dad? Come on, Uncle Rob. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> um, but then like I did have that like that, you know, that trifling ass voice in the back of my head that was like, you know, that should be your, your pop. Like, dad. You got yeah. yeah, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, and so it was like I was seeking for a long time um validation from like, oh, he's attracted to me. Right. Oh, so I must be cute. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, and that's that's like so 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 bad like especially in a child's mind you know what i mean but it's like society has constructed this um this this picture of what pretty is um and it always breaks my heart when i see young children like these this upcoming generation i'm so scared for because they they are exposed to social media at such a young age yeah and what the beauty expectation is and um some of the things I hear little girls say these days just breaks my heart. Like I'm too this, I'm too that. Like what you mean too? Like too what, you, what? what you mean? Right. Too, you, like what do you what do you, what does too mean? Right. You know? Um, and so like for me, like with my parents, I mean, like as far as like self love wasn't necessarily something that was consciously taught. And so to me, that's a huge thing because of going through it um, for so long and the situations that not knowing who I am or loving who I am got me in. Yeah. Some of the stuff that it led me into um, is it's super, super, super important to me because I intend on being a mother. Right. And so... You know, in the event that I have daughters, Lord, let me have some sons. So I'll take a daughter. Man. I'll okay. take a daughter. I'll take my time. daughter's attitudes. You be- get what you get, and you don't have a fit. Lord okay. have mercy. But I know. At the same time, I know my child's gonna be me. Yeah. But you know, um, in the event that I do have a daughter, I need her to know she is popping, and it don't matter what you know Antoine or Sean or whoever else think. It doesn't matter whether they find you attractive or not. I had to come to a a stage in my life where it was like, not everybody's going to be attracted to you, but why do you need everybody to be Be attracted? Yeah. Why do you need it? Like, you're not everybody's person, just like everybody's not your person. And and, and number one, going from that, like, strictly physical to, like, what, what is beauty for real? You know, the physical is, baby. Right. Beauty is vain. Right. Um... So there, I don't know. There's there's so many different components to it, but that is a journey. Like trying to break, basically trying to unlearn everything you taught yourself and that society taught you. Basically, um, like me and my mom never had those conversations of you know confidence and self love and you know things like that. But I also don't think that my mom truly ever understood it either. Yeah. Which is another, you know what I mean? That's another thing. So. Right. That's something, and I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm glad I am where I am, and that's that right there. That's the the epitome of breaking generational curses, right? You know, so recognizing, and I, I can't, you, I can't say I can't stand because there's different circumstances, but you, you have to try. You have to try when you understand that something or something to be wrong in your own upbringing. You have to 
make it a point to go outside of that and say there's there's more out here yeah. there's more than that there's more than what i was taught there's more than what i wasn't taught like there's i have to find it for myself right because mm-hmm. at the end of the day um they can't teach you what they don't know yeah you know they can't. and um, i never had those conversations with my mom either and 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 i don't think it was intentional you know like i think the world has changed so much right um we overlook those kinds of things and and as I was listening to you guys talk about like your parents and then kind of having that thing like oh well, you're supposed to tell me that like but it's still a head start for you know someone who may not get that at all you right. know like because right. I feel like that was one of my things like okay so losing my dad first um early you know before even going through puberty and all those kinds of things then when I did start to change and and you know my hormones are all over the place and I am trying to find you know f- just find my space because Lord I be trying to tell people middle school is hard okay it is, so, it is. You, kids are so and mean people only give attention to high school high school was no, tough high school yeah. but we are hard, hard on each other man, we are middle, so hard school, on each other in middle school is reckless. And kids are reckless and yeah, they're saying stuff and you just go mm-hmm. and then you like, well, somebody says something and you know people who are like, oh, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words may never hurt me. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, they can't. Like, <laughs> the words yeah. hurt the nose. You be at home like, damn, he said my nose was big. Is my nose big? Like, right, so now you're right, looking in the mirror right. trying to figure it out right. when it's kind of like, mm-hmm. well, shit, if you would have just like popped me in my nose, that physical pain would have went away at some right. point. That emotion, them emotional scars, baby, mm-hmm. they they stick. Right. I, I have things now that I even think have stuck, and I'll just be like, I've learned to accept them now. But like, okay, like I'm I'm hairy. I've always had like a lot of hair, and with having a lot of hair, your girl got sideburns. That wasn't something that was widely accepted <laughs> in my middle school out. years. You oh, know, shit. like so. Until th- yeah. Then now as an adult, I'm like they. they Shit, bitches is out here trying to make some cyberns. Like, so now I'm like, trying to soup them. Shit. And I've had them, you know? So, little things like that, um, they do do matter. And, um, I had to get to a point. So my my sleeve on my arm, it literally says, note to self, I am enough even when I'm missing pieces. Because I had to realize that there's going to be some shit that I just don't have. Right. But that does not mean that I'm not enough with what I do have, what I am equipped with. Right. And just kind of learning, you know, to, to love your flaws, accept your flaws. And because that's what makes you you. And about the, you know, the comments that you guys are making about social media. Number one, the European standard of beauty. Mm. Never so, fit us. Come on, because it was now, never meant for us. Honey. You know, now it's, we're not European. No, not at all. But and now they try from... to uh, imitate what we what right. we do have. But if you look at most of the girls and the way that they are now, they all look the same. The way they yeah. beat their face is exactly the same. The body shapes that mm-hmm. they're all going out and they're getting are exactly the same. So now everybody is trying to fit into this mold. Oh, yep. mm-hmm. I don't want to. Same. I don't want to be in that mold. And I want to be don't exactly understand. me. That right. was probably the way I look at it, that was, a lot of times when people think of slavery, they they see the whips, they see the change. The most effective down that point of, of slavery was teaching an entire people to see themselves as inferior. Yep. As inferior. Even, even, you want to take it back, baby, Madam C.J. Walker, that's the reason we able to press our hair and everything, right? Right. Okay, to look more like the white women, right? So the to people, have to, to have more opportunity, exactly to fit that standard of beauty. Not only, but back then also, 
to come along more opportunity yeah. because you resemble just to have even the smallest bit of resemblance of the white woman and it's not even with just with just women you look at men constantly constantly in battle black people are the harshest on each other man the harshest on each other yeah. um and and if you look at men even like that that consistent battle of like i got it i gotta have it like you know yeah. I, I gotta i gotta outshine my brother right always trying to prove themselves to be better or the closest thing to what we were told we never could have yeah. what we were told we never could be because we were taught that we were ugly it was instilled not just in us individually it was instilled in an entire people yeah in an entire people um so that's you know it's a hard thing to break that willie lynch theory honey because i mean if you if you teach the people not to like themselves yeah. They're always going to struggle. And then no one else likes you. Mm -hmm. Then that's that false sense of validation too. But on the negative side. So if I already feel like I'm not good enough or I'm not pretty enough and then I walk outside and you guys tell me I'm not good enough and I'm not pretty enough, then Mm -hmm. it's like, oh, well, shit, I knew it. You know, but... Now it's like, fuck y'all, I'm out here. Right. Unicorns and sprinkles (laughs) and glitter. All the glitter. And everything else, you know, and it... I don't know. I just, I, I, I pray that if I, if I do have daughters in the future that I remember that daily so that I can make sure that they know what time it is from the time they come out moving forward, you know, like, because in the home, if it starts, you walk outside, you already know you look good, right? You already know you got everything. So then it's like, you gotta, you gotta come with more than that to impress me. It does make it a little easier. Like, um, having that in the home. And even though I don't think my, I, I think my dad, him constantly telling us that is, he was, of course, every man is afraid of their daughter seeking validation in another man. Every man. So I know that in like his, um, him doing that was his way of, okay, they're not going to have to go to any man and have them. And we didn't like, that's probably why it took my sister and I so long to lose our virginity and to do certain things like that because my daddy used to always tell us, your your virginity is a prize. Well, let me tell you, let me do it in the JoJo voice. Jovandra. Girls. <laughs> <laughs> you know JoJo do. Your, your virginity is a prize. It is a present that is only to be given when you are in love and when that person loves you and when you feel that you are secure and that and you feel that you are ready, do not let anyone, anyone, you know, extra bass in JoJo's voice. Meanwhile, Uncle Rob right. was over there talking about these niggas going to promise you the world. Right. I was like, dad, what you mean? They going to promise you the world, right. but you don't never. And I was like, all right, dad, I feel you. That was the sex talk. I feel so, yeah. That's, that's so that was, that's, it. so, so when you, we were walking out here, I'm thinking I got a golden ass box, honey. Like, ain't nobody knocking me down, honey. I'm out in these streets. It wasn't even that for me. For me, it was like. <laughs> Um, I would hear how the how the boys at school would talk Same. about the girls that they slept on and, and did all this extra stuff. Um, and I'll be and I, it would just it be was so not nasty. Be me. Let me tell you, let me find out she was out here sucking some dick. Right. I thought she was the most dirtiest dog, nasty <laughs> girl in the world because it was like the boys that 
you know, the friends would would, would talk about y'all right. like so nasty. And so I was always like, I don't want to be that girl. Right. I don't want to be that girl that everybody's talking about. They done fucked on. Everybody's talking. And so yeah. it, Selective. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't lose my. I think I lost my when I was like 21. Yeah, I was 23. And it was with, you know, somebody I, I thought I was so in love with. <laughs> Girl, um, we don't we all not even necessarily like so in love like he was um I, I thought I was yes but he was about to leave he was about to go um to a school out of state mm-hmm. and so it was like damn well like you know if I don't make this happen now you know he probably gonna find some little cooter out there <laughs> it's uh, gonna be a wrap for little me you know me. yeah so it was like you know at that time that's you know still I'm you know obviously in that situation struggling with understanding my self-value my self-worth and uh, like really like what that what it means to understand your self-worth and your and your value so to me it was like i gotta give him something to make him remember what's right here in cali Man. <laughs> so yeah that's that's that's, that's what it was though. for me for me <laughs> when i lost my virginity i was already out of the house um and I just, I was so, I was so in love with this person. Oh my God. Couldn't tell me shit. That's how that happened. And I, I don't regret it. Am I like, that's the good, that's the thing too, because I was coming to, I was at this, this stage of where I was really coming into knowing myself at that time. And I didn't have a terrible ass experience losing my virginity. And I don't know if that was, I don't know why that was, but I didn't, I didn't have, like, I know a lot of women just like, man. I was like, when is it going to start feeling good? Oh, (laughs) bro. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Like, this This is is what everybody needs. This is it. Okay, I'm like, this, it don't look like this in the porno. (laughs) This be going off. (laughs) (laughs) Baby, ooh. And I'm sitting here like, ooh. Wait, ooh, ooh. Yeah, yeah no, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't have like a terrible. It was actually a good experience. So, um, um, I think that I contribute that a lot to, like I said, my self confidence and just like uh, the, what was instilled in me at home, just as about my own self worth. Just like you're not falling for any and everything about here, girl. So make mm-hmm. sure. And I always told myself, like, when I decide to, when I decided to lose my virginity, I was like, I'm going to make sure it's with someone I'm comfortable with and with someone that I, because after I, like, when I start having sex, I'm like, when you start having sex, this, that's it. So make sure that your first time is with somebody you're comfortable with. Because like I said, I, like you said, I wasn't about to be this. I have too many homeboys. I be knowing all these stories. And I'm just like, they be dogging y'all females out here. There's, sometimes it will be the homeboys that's like, you tell me all this dirt you go and do to these females. These poor females are so in love with you. Bruh. And then and then you try me. Hello? <laughs> knowing. Hold on, go, sit, go ahead. Speak on it. Speak on it. Knowing is, that I know you're That you're not going to get nowhere. Right. You know. But knowing that, you still. You still try. Yeah, different. You know, and that's that was my thing. It was, it was, I, I can't say that it was like I had all of this, like, I am every woman, self-confidence. I'm not, no, it was just like, I don't want to be the girl that y'all. Right, talking about. Are talking like this Because I'll be damn, I'm going to type the roll up on you and slap you in the head. Like, the fuck? <laughs> you got me all the way. At that time, back. it wasn't even that for me. It was just like, 
my feelings are going to be hurt as hell. And that's going to put... I'm going to be enraged. Where my self-esteem is already at a low, you finna send that shit down to Satan. Like, uh, you know, I can't have that. Yeah, no, we can't. Mm. It was all about my image and, like, the, the persona that I was building for myself, the person that I saw myself as. Very important to understand that the person that you see yourself as is not always the person you are. But I feel like too in my like in my um, self confidence journey, when as far as the opposite sex is concerned, um, and as far as like um, being attracted to someone, and like say you do decide to have sex with them, I always held a standard of respect for myself that I was like, no, you're gonna respect me to the standard. Yeah, but it was levels. I yes, think it was but- all because I mean, raised in the, the well, the way we was raised. That that was definitely a part of it. It was like, yeah. ooh, why is she coming out the house? Ooh, mm-hmm. why is she out here acting like that? My mom, my mama, Dondra. Yeah, but huh? at the same time, oh, I remember, I was in the, it was when I was in a relationship with Satan, almost literally. <laughs> and that was <laughs> shit. Yeah, it was bad. And I, I remember one day I was leaving the house to go and see him, and my mom had texted me on my way out. Cause she knew, like I'm, I have been for so long the type of person like you can't tell nothing, you can't you can't tell me shit. I, like I didn't take correction very well at all, like oh at all. <laughs> I'm about to play with her. All my life. I, I did not take correction very well at all, and so like I was on my way to my little boyfriend house, and my mom texted me and she said, make she said make sure you're respecting yourself, and I was hot. Boy, I was pissed. I was so mad. And I was like, what would make you think? Obviously, I thought I knew it all. And then, you know, getting older, it's like, damn. Because mm, I sure wasn't out there respecting myself. And, you know, people take, you know, you not respecting and loving yourself always as like the the regular ass picture of you being a hoe or you, you know. Right. But not respecting yourself is, is so many things. Like yeah. not knowing your value or, you know, sacrificing, you know, like the last episode, sacrificing your happiness yes, or yeah. sacrificing, you know, just so many things for the validation of another person not even just this man of another person, person yeah. of another being you oh i was just mad i was so mad but as i'm older now it's like damn thanks mom shout out to mom shout out auntie papa <laughs> that's my good sis yeah yeah i'm uh over here the little the little baba black sheep at the <laughs> table the because no. uh no nah, and i i don't let me we tell you something. You I love him. all my life experiences Come because on. I feel like it, it it contributes to who I am today. So right. there are things that I guess if I had the opportunity, I would do different, but I wouldn't change, you yeah. know, the things that I, I had to go through because they made, shit, they who, made me who I am. Yeah. Right. And they were lessons that I did need to, to learn. So um, I I lost my virginity at 13, uh, two weeks before my 14th birthday. And this comes back down to the um, going out into the world and having someone tell you things that you weren't hearing at home, right? Yeah. So my little boyfriend was... She said my little boyfriend. <laughs> he was uh, like 16, right? So he's in high school, varsity, football team, you know, name ring a little bit of bells in the street. And this nigga showed interest in me. And and that made me feel like I was something. Like, That's what? like boom. That's like you it, sis. Like <laughs> I'm cute out here. You think I'm cute, right? Or it, or if they tell you like you know, compliment you on whatever. So now I'm like, oh, 
oh, okay, like, maybe maybe he do like me, or maybe I am a little cute, or, you know? So then I found myself, you know, falling victim to the shit that everybody else kind of gets to learn. So I didn't have nobody at home telling me the niggas is going to try to promise you the world, because we weren't having those talks. My mom, much different now that I'm an adult, but at 13, I think it was scary for her with me going into that age, because you can't protect them your children from the world world. you can only hope that you taught them enough but see Mm -hmm. my mom that fear now that i'm looking back showed so then if i'm like oh i got a boyfriend you ain't got no goddamn boyfriend (laughs) your little friend (laughs) i'm over here but i do he said he my boyfriend right you know like so i didn't feel comfortable to talk to her about those things because i didn't think she wanted to hear them so i started dealing with a lot of things on my own so then when i did start having sex I wasn't broadcasting it. Nobody would know because of the age that I was. But then I wasn't prepared for the emotions that come with that either. And at 13, 14 years old, your damn frontal lobe is not even fully developed. Your personality is not set in stone. And I didn't have the cognitive ability to even process the shit that I was going through. Understand the energies that you're exchanging. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm picking up on all kind of energy because he got demons, I got demons, and we just pass. And the they just in there together. They just in there having a fucking party up in the goddamn bedroom. And not to mention, he was a fucking 16 year old boy. So this nigga not just fucking me. Oh, he fucking whoever is letting him fuck. Oh, you know? So then it's like, I'm not understanding energy. any of this at that time. And baby. It was something about an older dude. When I was 14, I had a boyfriend that was 19 years old. And he was the finest thing in the world to me. And he was like, to me, he was like grown. And so I was like, oh, you interested in me? Oh, I was all in. I was all in. And that was like, that like broke my mom's heart. Like when, cause we kept it like on the low for so long. Um, and he was just kind of promising me all these things. Like, you know, you know, I'm a, I'm going to wait for you. Like, I know we can't really be together, you know, out loud right now, but, um, I don't know. I was just so wrapped up in him. And I wasn't even like, it didn't matter to me that he was so much, he was he was an adult and I was 14 years old. It was like, but we love each other. But he's, you know, he loves me. Sure he does. <laughs> he loves me. He, yeah, he does. He does. He, he loves does. Me. He really loves me. We're in love. Right. We're going to be together love. forever. I don't care what you guys say. He loves me. And I want to touch... I know this don't really have nothing to do with the confidence, but I got to bring this little small little thing up in here. As a as a young black woman, because I think like my body developed early and then, you know, we are curvy and we, we do, you know, look a certain kind of way. I didn't even realize that I was being preyed on by yeah. older people that had no business even looking at yes. me at that time. Yes. So no. I'm sitting there yes. and I'm taking that. That's a, you know, that's a, that's a little, you know, that's a little, a little pedophile you know, it's a right. little, little pedophile yeah. But um, that added to my sense of self-confidence, quote unquote. The attention like, was all that mattered. Yeah, yeah, because I'm in here thinking like, oh, I got grown niggas looking at me. I must be Girl, cute. when people like, start no. telling me I had a booty... When oh. people start telling me my booty was big, I think like in eighth grade, people started telling me my booty was big. And I was like, what you mean? So that changed like the clothes I will buy. If these jeans don't make my booty look fat enough, 
I would tie my belt so fucking tight. (laughs) Dog. I would tie my belt so tight so that my booty would just be sitting. And it was like all this attention I was getting over my booty. It was like, oh, I got a body. What you mean? What you mean? And it's like looking back at it like, no. That's how it was with my boobs, though. Originally, because... The girl sitting heavy up here, you know. <laughs> I had so, the boobs, and and then and, booty. Yeah. and then when the tra- when it was and track meet time, when it was track meet time, nine. you know the spandex. And the spandex ass was just running mm. down. Booty the was sitting. Okay, ass was running. Oh, with oh, her. Oh, the football team in the middle. Right, and we running all around, acting up. Cool. Let me slow down right here for a right. little bit. <laughs> hey, <laughs> let me put it in slow motion let one time. Let me just, you know. So you can see it bounce and that's, properly. And that's when you get that, Ayo, ma. Bro, I was, we you had a track meet. This is a side note, too. We, ugly, we had a track meet. Ugly. And, you know, at the track meets, you know, when your race get ready to start, you got to walk to your to your mark, wherever you, you know. And um, I was walking past the, I could have went the other way. I want to, to take went, the long way. You, yeah, you wanted to see the niggas. Little fine little. <laughs> it is a round track. Yeah, you could have went any direction. Little fine little something. I had to warm up. Little so, fine little something. Was, was, in, the, right was in the you know in the, right. in the stands, and I'm walking by and they're like, "Damn, her ass fat." And I was like, "I know this ass." At the end of that race, I'm like looking for my parents, and they sitting right. Above where them dudes are, I'm like, damn. My dad was like, you gonna have to, we gonna have to talk about the shorts. <laughs> like, oh, this is the uniform. <laughs> yeah, and then like, get some pants. Some girls would be like, oh, look how she walked like that to make her booty look bigger. I'm like, no, bitch. You mad? Cause it's big. This ass is cornbread and beans. Red. <laughs> red beans and rice over here, honey. You mad? Or you know, all? and it's not to say that being proud of your shape is uh, an issue. That's beautiful. Love it. Love on it. But at that age, it was just about what the attention you know the attention that it was bringing Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i was loving the attention that it was bringing and you know that that uh false validation exactly false validation Mm -hmm. looking for something to validate whether or not i was beautiful whether or not i was beautiful or lovable or anything that led me to a lot of bad relationships because i'm like this fine ass man is loving on me you know and so I would just, I would put a lot of things to the side, or I wouldn't think about a lot of certain things and how it was affecting me mentally, how it was, you know, affecting my spirit. Because then you find yourself too, when you're in that, t- in that um, mindset, you be settling for shit that you would never, like, <sighs> girl, I can't tell, ooh. But I don't. I'm, I can't get that. What you? I in essence, you said something in your podcast about settling, and I was like, Oh, oh I said, uh, I said anything that settles is at the bottom. bottom. At the yeah, bottom. At the bottom. I was like, Hold on. I, I had stopped it and I had rewinded it. Come on, we got <laughs> it's a, it's a couple elevation. Of times. We here for elevation and <laughs> yeah. thriving, nigga. So if you're settling. You already it's at, at the, the bottom. bottom. It's, that's where it all goes. The dust. The dust. The but dirt, in order to understand, you know. in order to understand what settling is, you have to first know. No, yeah, you have to go yourself. Through it. You have to first know, you know, your own value yeah. in order to know, like, I'm settling. Yeah, because not... when you don't know, you don't you don't even realize that you're settling. You, you think don't. It's what you deserve. I remember, exactly. I remember a specific time in my life where I was in a, um, a situation relationship. And it was some things going on that I was just like, girl, 
Now you over here trying to settle for this little piece of nigga. Literally a piece of this nigga. A crumb. And you settling for a piece of this man. And it's you there's so much more out there just for you in general. Not don't even right. have to be a whole other relationship. There's so much other things you can be doing to better yourself. And you over here settling for this little crumb of a man he trying to throw. You deserve the whole pie, sis. <laughs> The whole pie. Come on, the whole enchilada, the whole cake, the whole everything. I don't yeah. want a piece of nothing. But even the end, it was like, aside from the guys, it was like the con- the constant feeling like you're in competition with the girls that you saw as pretty. Come on now, because yes. I was just I was, imita- I was I was intimidated by you know being around women that I was like, damn, she's really pretty, and I'm not all that. You know what I mean? So it's like it takes you have to really come into another skin because. Then it was like I see this, and I'm I'm talking to y'all from my shallow points. Come on, <laughs> I it was a point where like I would see a female, and I'm like, she cute, but I think I'm cuter. But her confidence was booming, like right. I'm like, damn, like, and still making me feel so small because that type of energy will make. Will, will challenge yours. Yeah. It will challenge yours. A person who loves himself, a person who's truly in tune with themselves, people can feel it. And I'm not, not you know what I mean? Not just see it. People can feel, feel it. it. And I think that energy too that That's you That's the true off, definition of beauty to me. Where's your energy at? Right. Mm-hmm. And that energy that you give off that other people vibe with, that attracts better people. And it attracts, because honestly, like... In my life right now, all the people that I have in my life right now, they stay in forever. Because all of our vibes, we vibe with each other. And all of our energies mesh really well. But also, we, all of us, attract all kinds of different people. And we all have fun. And we all, like, I don't know. It's just all love. It's all genuine love, too. Like, it's not... Oh, we nice nasty over here. Because I hate a nice nasty bitch. <laughs> Ooh, right. Them, I hate a nice nasty. You look nasty. cute. Do I? Do you see them shoes she got? Look at you. Yeah. Oh, oh that shit. cute. And that right there, right, in high school, I, I, used, I called myself a floater. Because there was in high school, there was no one group that I was just like, I've been with these people, you know, ninth grade, tenth grade. It was no one group of people because... And at first I thought, like, you just a picky bitch. Like, <laughs> you don't like nobody. Um, but there was something that was, and I, I just feel like, you know, as you're getting older, you're coming more and more into who you are. And so there were certain things, like, by my junior year, senior year, there were certain things I was just like, okay, these bitches, all they do is talk about what the next bitch got on. Come on. All they do is talk about why she doing this with this person and why. I'm like, all y'all do is talk about people. Right. And as I'm older now, I'm like, that's because they were not settled in themselves. And that wasn't sitting right with my spirit. Even though I wasn't as well, it's levels to the shit. It's levels to the right. shit. Um, and, and the way you handle it. But nobody wants to hear that negative nobody shit Nobody want to hear that shit all the damn All time. damn day? No, nobody want to hear that. At all. But that's how you could tell where other people are. I was going to say, like, your tribe matters. Um, I do believe that I'm with my soul group now. Yeah, you know, I believe same. that soulmates are not always your significant hey, others. Hey, sister girl. Hey. We, and we so, all be together all the time. And-, <laughs> and I feel like that matters, too, because now the group that I'm in, you know, we're all constantly working. And I had to realize that it don't take no light from you 
to help somebody else shine. You know what I'm saying? So right. when you have those friends who are willing to gas you, I'll gas my friends like it ain't no tomorrow. tomorrow. Since you look good, come on now. Right. Like fire, hard eyes, you know, right. wet emoji, the whatever the fuck the it comes out. <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm on there because I need my friends to know like you are the shit and it does not make me less of a person to be able to give you compliments to so all those. Mm. Mm, you look cute. And no, I mean that. Yeah. And then not only do I need you to physically look cute, but I need your spirit to be cute too. And Come I need on, when my spirit baby. is not looking so cute, I want my tribe to hold me accountable. Right. It's nothing you, worse. Right. It's nothing worse what than this world. What you did was ugly today. Right. Nothing. Is, I can nothing tell worse. you're not yourself today. Right. What you going through? Your energy feels different. Let me let me pull you out of that shadow because there's too many people. Like you said, we 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 have a, a little bit of a culture within our community where we do always have to feel like we're better than the next. So it's a lot of people that be happy to, to see you when you're not doing so good because it makes them yes. feel better about the shitty space that, that they're in. That crabs in the barrel mentality is not okay. I don't but want I used nobody to be down at the bottom yeah. with me. Like we if I'm down here by myself, up. somebody pull me up. Yeah. I don't need you to be lower than where I am. Yeah, you, know right. not, you don't need to be standing on top of each other. We could all pull each other out the bucket. Right. So I feel like your 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 tribe who you surround yourself with, it that's that's equally as important because the girls we've been talking about these niggas, you yeah, know, on here, but on. Mm-hmm. but your your sister friends sometimes don't be good sisters, yeah. you know, and, and when you find yourself in those kinds of groups, you you'll be stuck in that space with them and not even realize that you you're turning into everybody you know right. that's around you so yeah. it's important to keep women who are who do burn bright i'm not i'm confident enough in self now to where i want to be with the baddest of the baddest ones in the right. room because if i'm lacking now it's motivation for me to be better versus you know feeling small right you know because i've been in those spaces too where i'm somewhere in a party and i done walked in here with this false sense of self and that girl in the room that's taking up space because she naturally just takes up space that way made me feel some kind of way but all that did in turn was motivate me like I want that to be me but not in a sense of I wish I was her but I want my energy to radiate like, like that, that. Yeah. so and what it doesn't do I come need to from do? what you buy it don't come from whatever brand of makeup you wear and it don't come from whatever kind of weave you got on it's what kind so of, it don't come from none of that it comes from you being in tune and comfortable with who you are with who you like I can't it it, it I hate now because um, like I said before I used to be that girl walking through the mall can't smile at the next black woman walking by me but now it's like why y'all looking so angry hey, hey girl I am not the competition sis <laughs> I don't know what I was saying hey, why are you so mad what's up and not to mention because I'm you know I actually was in a relationship with a woman you know so it, I had times being in that world where I was um, my false sense of self showed and I remember one time <clears throat> story time so <laughs> story time. I was uh, we were in the club right me and my girlfriend and I knew I was pretty right I knew I was cute um, but there were still a lot of bad bitches in there right so and then my girlfriend was really attractive so I'm like damn like my false sense of self from being in relationships before where I had been cheated on and left feeling like I wasn't enough. I came into this relationship carrying that baggage with me. Still young, but the baggage was there. So I constantly was on edge. Who's looking at my bitch? Who's talking to her when I walk right. away? Who's, you know, like, because I didn't have a... Or who, who's a she looking at for too long? sense of self in, in, in the space that I was supposed to be occupying in my own relationship, right? Mm-hmm. So I remember one time we were at the club 
we dancing. It's hot. So I'm like, I'm about to go get a beverage. And I walked away. But there were these girls that were standing in the area that we were standing in. And I didn't even feel like they were cuter than me. But this is just how insecure I was at the time, right? So I go walk away and I'm going to get my little water because I wasn't 21. So I wasn't really getting no real (laughs) beverage. But I go over there. I'm getting my drink. And I look over by where I was standing and I see these couple of girls that were over there and the whole time who I had already caught peeping. Soon as I walked away, they took the opportunity to walk up on my girlfriend. Mm -hmm. So now I'm on the whole other side of the club and I'm like, oh, hell no. So now I'm mobbing through the club. Uh, looking like Sophia on the color purple. And they handed her a paper. So I'm thinking like, oh, this bitch just slid my number. bitch her Like, hell no. So I'm mobbing. I walk up on her and I snatch the paper out of her hand. Right. You can see the look on my girlfriend's face like, what the fuck um, is happening? Girl, I snatched that paper to open it for it to be a flyer to another party somewhere later. Oh, so now man. I feel kind of stupid. Like, oh, they just handed my bitch a flyer. They ain't even gave her the number. <laughs> so she like, come here, let me talk to you. So she just kind of pulled me away from where we were. And she was kind of talking in my ear. And she was like, let me tell you something. You never let a bitch see you sweat. Because what you just did was show those girls that you're not secure in your position with me. So if they didn't think that they had a chance, they do now. now they do. Because now right. they see that there's a reason why you're not secure with who you're with. Right. And so moving forward, I knew it was game time. You got to have a poker face. Even right. when you don't feel like you are the shit, baby, you fake it till you make it. Because yeah. And then the, you talk about it with them after. The worst thing you could do is show your hand. If your hand is a losing hand... Or even if it was a good hand, you could still lose. Because these females because out it, here, they smell honey, it. We know. I know. We like I said, we talk about, we talk about a, a men a lot. Um, just as women, we talk about men a lot and the, that they ain't shit and everything. And some of them aren't. Some of them are the shit. Um, but there's a lot of females who just be like, sis, don't try me in my position. Like sometimes I'm like I'm very secure in my relationship. Like, I'm very secure with him. I'm not going to... I'll question him about it after if I feel like if if I feel like somebody overstepped a boundary. You're not going to see me act out like that. But unless, like, oh, this one time at band camp, just playing. But this one time, we was at... Um, we were at the lounge that we always go to. And this female, she literally seen me and him together talking to me. Oh, I just love you guys. You're so cute together. Next thing I know, the bitch is trying to kiss my man. That's grounds for. Uh, I must. When I tell you, your I lips smacked off your face. Girl, Jeffrey, shout out to my girl, bro. Grab me. <laughs> my boyfriend was like, "Babe, you are not about to fight her. I will beat the dog." How you gonna tell me we look so cute together? Next thing I know, you trying to kiss my what? That's different. That ain't had to do with my self-security. That's you're being disrespectful. And, and now see, it's time. In situations like that, <clears throat> my developed self, I'ma say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at his actions. Like how you handle this. How how are you handling now, this? Now he pushed the girl away. Thank God. How are you handling this? Because if you if you move the wrong way, my developed self, oh, that's yours, baby. It, Come sis, on. You, take that. He's for you. He, he, he got it. He, he just clearly just showed he, he ain't for me. Right. Right. He clearly just showed he ain't for me, you know. 
So, but I would. So I had. I was also in a relationship with a female, and, and that, hands down, that was one of my most beautiful relationships. It really was. And she used to tell me. She told me one night we was chilling. Um, and she was telling me, I love you. She said, but I really love who you are at rest. And I was like, what do you mean? Basically what she was telling me was, I see your facade. I see mm-hmm. Come who on, you facade. are around certain groups. And I see who you are at rest. And I love that person. And I was like, oh. Come on with the deep You know, yeah. And like that aside so that was was one of the the big i would say pillars that kind of made me really start um investigating a little bit like who's jocelyn who are you mm-hmm. um and then i also my best friend um shout out ace he uh, in high school <laughs> when i first met him we were in class and he came into class he had this he was always kind of like by himself um he had this this pink this white shirt on but he had this pink shirt in his hand and he stopped the whole class and he was like I just have a question he's like how do y'all feel about men who wear pink shirts and I'm looking like sit down like what are you (laughs) (laughs) okay PSA like what are you doing like sit down shut up but at the same time I was admiring his confidence because I would never have had the balls to do that I don't know so that was just kind of like uh to me it was like damn he had the balls to you know, stand out in front of all these people and just kind of, you know, make, you know, have a, or voice his opinion on something that he thought was, I guess he was being picked on about, about it all day. But, um, but Ace was really the first person that kind of like showed me that he genuinely cared or showed me that basically, um, that he saw me as beautiful, but not just like physically. You know, so it'll be, you know, you know, left and right dudes. Oh, you know, you bomb, you popping or, or whatever. Talking about, you know, physical aspects, which still didn't hit for me. But he really demonstrated or, or showed me that I was beautiful in a different way. Um, consistently checking up on how I'm doing, like how I'm feeling. Um, and that was kind of that was kind of my not I mean, I was only in high school at the time. Um, and I was still in that sense of trying to seek validation from other people, but he showed me something different or that, that there was another side of myself that I needed to look at. That's beautiful. Um, a lot of the men that I hang around, because like I said before, we, I do hang around a lot of men, all of them, I should say it's, what I like about my tribe is we all gas each other, especially the men. Like, they gas. is not too many females in the group, but they gas the fuck out of us. Like, you could never tell us that we are not the shit because these niggas. And if you ever say it in front of one of these men, they, you're not talking to my sister like that. So, I appreciate that. But my question, my other question was... Um, are you always as confident? Are you com- are you still with your confidence now that you have? Are you still confident when you're attracted to somebody? So are you still just like I'm the shit when you're attracted to somebody and walk into that fully knowing that you're the shit? I am in a, um, what I like to call a transformational stage, and so I do still have my times where I'm feeling a little insecure. 
I have my days where I'm feeling a lot of insecure. <laughs> um, I have my days. So, um, I guess, I guess that would be kind of a yes or no thing for me. Um, what I'm looking for, like, as far as like, what I'm looking for now, now as the person that I am today, it stretches so far beyond physical attraction um, that I think... It doesn't have to be physically attracted. It's just like when you're attracted to, attracted to somebody. So, somebody so that you. you're feeling that you're digging. Oh, okay. So, here, then here's what I'll say. Because this one, that one, that question, that, that put me on my ass a little bit. Um, Come on. <laughs> that and this wine. um so somebody that i'm attracted to i guess yes i'll I'll still kind of have those feelings of like insecurity but for the most part what's going to be attractive to me what's going to to really attract me is uh somebody else's vibe like our our chemistry on a um, platonic level first so i'm not really sure about that I guess it's kind of like I'll know when it comes. What about you, Essence? Mm. For me, this was definitely a um, a hard question. Yeah, a question of trickery. That's how I felt. (laughs) Um, Because it's a yes and a no. Um, I want to side with myself and say that I'm more of a yes now. However... Within the last couple of years, I have found some situations that I've been in where I realized that it was a no still. Um, I had somebody that I was really, really feeling. And um, I've, I thought that they would be a good fit for who I thought I was at the, at the time, right? Mm-hmm. So I thought I had elevated. I thought I was ready for some some good shit. And I'm like, this nigga don't even know, based off of our conversations and things that he said, that I'm everything this man been praying for. And God has delivered me right to the front door. And I am here, honey. Let me in. And I realized that um, I found myself in some situations where I was still overloving and overdoing things and trying to prove my, my, my self-worth to this person to show them that I was perfect for them and that we could be perfect together. And from being in that kind of situation, um, I had to sit down with self again and and ask myself, why was I comfortable with going out of my way to prove myself to somebody again? Because I feel like when the universe delivers you to where you're supposed to be and who you're supposed to be with, that it's supposed to flow without um, any type of resistance from either side, right? So... When I'm finding myself trying to show this person, like, I am here. You have been delivered and you are still not accepting the delivery. And how long is it going to take for you to see that I'm right here in front of you? And I had to go, hmm, maybe it's not that I'm not what this person needs. Maybe it's not. They're not what what I need. Right. Like, maybe they're not in the place to be what it is that I need. And if they're still working on self, they're not going to see me for who I am, no matter how many tricks and dips and flips and shit I do in the front, could be the whole circus act and he's still going to be blind to what it is because he's not in the place that he needed to be in. And I realized that I was overthinking a lot of things. So I was questioning me why why he wasn't seeing it. Like, 
you know, am I still not enough? Am I still not doing enough or whatever? So then it was like, well, maybe I'm not supposed to be here. Whereas, you know, some other things have come along where it just flows naturally and we kind of just have, have fallen into place. And I'm not in a um, committed relationship with anyone at this point just because I feel like I... I want to be in a relationship with myself at this point. I want to I want to make sure that I'm loving me properly so then I can lead by example for the person who's going to come in behind me. Um, and um, those those things are different because now there's been other people that I found myself with where I feel like sometimes I've been too much for them. You know, I've, I've been too good. I've been too, you know, I'm, a, I'm above what they even deserve at that point. And not to say that people don't deserve good things, because I feel like everybody deserves good things, but sometimes my good and your good might be different. Right. Um, I do feel like we we love at the capacity of which we're able to at the time. So like if I'm a gallon of water and you're only a cup of water, I could fill you up time over and time over and time over. Whereas you might only be your cup and you might put your all but that cup is not going to fill my gallon. And that's just because I require more at the stage that I'm in in, in my life. So that's not say to say, that. you know, that that you're not capable of being a good lover to someone. It just might be that you're not enough for me where you are. Right. Whereas it could be the opposite with someone else. I might be the cup and they might be the gallon. Right. Just depending on where we are right. in, in our in our places. So sometimes I do think I come in and I'm like, I know who the fuck I am. But then I do know that, you know, old habits die hard. And so sometimes I do, I have found myself in situations where I think the universe is testing me so that, like, are you who you say you are now? Are you really ready for what it is that you say you're ready for? So I have found myself kind of, you know, sliding back down that slippery slope. Sometimes you got to unblur the lines for yourself, too. Like, one thing that I want to make sure before I jump back into another relationship is that I am being my most authentic self with myself um, so that I'm not like one thing that I don't like to do is like when I'm starting to talk to somebody and they're like, tell me what you like in a man or tell me what you like in a I don't like to answer that question and I don't like to ask that question because a lot of times uh, subconsciously we start to form ourselves around what that person, you know, put their expectations out as. Um, and it's not always intentionally, but in, it, it, it kind of happens when you're not necessarily in tune with yourself. So I want to make sure that I am um, being my most authentic self so that I can offer that dope assness mm-hmm. to you, you know? I, on the other hand, um, I guess it's like it is a yes and a no, um, depending on the situation. Um, now I'm in a committed relationship. And when I went into this relationship, I, I, yeah, I'd been through some shit. So I, by the time I got to him, I was like, yeah, I'm the shit. Like, okay. But I think, like you said, that person, like, like you want to be able to find a person that you could be your most authentic self with. And I feel like this is the first relationship where I could be the, my most authentic self. Like, I've always been me. But, like, bearing everything. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes we have a habit of, um, especially if we came from a place where you weren't always accepted for who you are, or maybe you didn't know, or you felt like who you were at your core wasn't enough. So you, you, you do lead with your best foot. Right. And then, um, one of my, um, coworkers, cause I, I work in, um, the mental health field 
And so I um, I do casework, but I'm surrounded by social workers and therapists and stuff like that. So it's pretty awesome because sometimes I'll be feeling like I get free therapy when I'm at work because I'll be just chopping it up with like my, my work, my good work sisters. And we'll start talking about certain things. And one of my um, really good friends at work, she is a therapist and she basically told me like you need to lead with your hot ass mess like fuck your best foot lead with your hot mess self Mm -hmm. because if they can accept you for who you are then they're gonna love the better version of you put your ugly on the table i think Mm -hmm. i said that before i was like i said i was watching um i watched the red table talk and um jada was interviewing i forget oh he's on the show um jane jane the virgin he was her baby daddy I forget his name though, but um, he said, "I feel like a relationship is when you take your shit and I take my shit and we put it together and we built from there." And that's honestly, I feel like that's pretty much what it is. Like I give my ugly, my good, my bad, my ugly. You give me your good, your bad, your ugly, and we move from there. Mm-hmm. Put all the shit on the table. Right. Let me dump my bag. You dump yours. Right. And we could have a little peek session. Like, okay, I see you got a little bullshit over there. I got a lot of bullshit. <laughs> if I can handle yours and you can handle mine, then, then we, we can do it. it. Yeah. yeah. And you, you really got to have, I'm going to say, the courage to be vulnerable. Um, yeah, you have to I mean, obviously, you, you're not going to necessarily be vulnerable with every single person. Mm-hmm. But um, be vulnerable with, enough with yourself. Be forgiving enough with yourself be understanding enough with yourself um especially but when you're when you're like when we're talking about a partner um being vulnerable and and transparent enough i'll say to put your ugly on the table and say hey this is what it is you know not saying that um I can't stand when, when people take that, um, this is just how I am. Because to me, it's like, you are you, so what, you're shutting out growth now? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're not, mm-hmm. you're not leaving any room to grow. You're just going to be, this, this, That's this, who you this is be. what it is forever. I'm going to leave you where you're going to be forever. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you and who you going to be is yeah. going to stay where you're going to be forever. Right. I'm going to let your ass sit right there by the dock. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know. That's that's an essential part. An essential, essential part of growth is honesty and transparency first with yourself. Yeah. Then with the person that you're inviting to join, join you. you. Join. Not make you join. I he needs to make me happy. No. She needs to make me happy. No. Join. In my, um, in my last relationship, um, that's a, a that's a lot of what made me realize that I didn't know who I was and that I really wasn't in a place to truly love myself. Um, I was, I just lost my train of thought. I was, I was looking at the wall. That wine said, hello. Um, oh, boom. Um, yeah. So we were, we were having this conversation and I was basically telling him like, I don't feel like we can be together because I am very lost right now. I'm, you know, in a, mind you, transitional periods are not like, oh, let me go through a couple months of self-love and boom, I'm at where I'm at. Like, no, this is, this, it takes, <laughs> it takes what it takes, I'm gonna say, because you can't really put a time period on it. Time is a fucking illusion anyway. Um, but I was telling him, like, I have to be on my own to figure out who I am. And he was persistent in in saying, like, no, like, we can figure this out together. But I'm like, no, when you know, you know. And I knew that, not saying that I made that decision at that time because I had to backslide a little bit. But 
I knew that this was growth that I had to do on my own. I had to do the work on my own. Nobody could do it for me. So I had to really get familiar with my ugly. And um, and I did have to say it out loud. Like I couldn't do the, you know, you know, positive affirmations on the windows and, and good and pictures and and posts of you know, I couldn't do that either either. Like that didn't work for me. Saying it to myself quietly in my mind didn't work for me because what that did was it reinforced my habits of keeping my true self quiet. I had to say it out loud. You know, I had to be honest and say and say that out loud. Um, my ex, my one of my other exes, um, uh, I, I had basically reached out to her and told her, like, you know what? I need you to tell me like things about myself that you observe, like in the in the most rawest way possible. Um, and she basically told me, like, no, you need to do that for yourself. You need to if you need to write a list out of things that you're uncomfortable with and then say them out loud to yourself. And I did that. Um, And it was harder than I thought because I found myself kind of like lying to myself while I was writing down. I was like, well, I don't really want to put that. I'm like, damn, like if you can't be real with yourself, man. Who can you be real with? Who can you be you real with? You can't be real with nobody else until you're real with yourself. So it takes a long time. I think that that's one of the the biggest um, displays of strength is being raw up front and, and true to yourself about the things that you do and don't like, whether it's something that you can change or something that you need to learn to accept mm-hmm. and, and um, fall in love with, really. I like that you, so two things, so before I try to lose my, not even try, but before it just loses itself, this train of thought. Um, one that I do like that you brought up forgiveness, because forgiveness of self is really, really, really important in growth. Because if you don't forgive yourself for the, the past mistakes that you have made, it can potentially keep you stuck and keep you from growing. And then, um, also just noting that there is strength and vulnerability. I think as women, sometimes, especially as black women, we're, we're told that we're supposed to endure a certain amount of pain and that we can handle it, right? So we don't really like to be, I guess, as vulnerable as we should mm-hmm. be because we look at it as a weakness. We're held that way. Yeah. And there's so much strength in vulnerability because if you can just take the time to go you know what this is who I am let me let me be raw for a second let me let me expose my wounds that's the only way that you're ever even gonna be able to start healing them in the first place is to acknowledge that you are hurt and you are you know missing some things and then you can actually focus your attention on those areas and and start to you know rebuild yourself um so that you can be whole because like you said we're we're joining and um there it is a process of of feeling like you've completed yourself, I guess, um, or at least try to at least fill in the voids that you know exist at the time. And um, once you have that and you feel like you are quote unquote complete or, you know, as complete as you can be at that stage of your life, you can then find somebody to compliment sure. you yeah. and, and help you, you know, further along in that journey because you're either going to grow together or you're going to grow apart. And sometimes we... We are only meant to stay with the people that we come across for a season. Yeah. You know, everybody has their season and their reason and their season. Mm-hmm. And so, like I said, some seasons are longer than others. Some seasons are lifetime. Some seasons are weeks. Some seasons is months. Some seasons is years. 
it just depends on how long how long that journey is supposed to go in the grand scheme of things because ultimately you're going to learn something hopefully hopefully mm-hmm. if, if you're, you're doing being, what you're, if you're to doing, doing what you're supposed to be doing and you're working with yourself and you're learning things about yourself you're going to learn in every every interaction with any human you're going to you're going to learn okay this is what I can tolerate this way. I can't. An essential part of that is understanding your why. Yeah. Um, a lot of times, like you, you, you do have to sit down and maybe look at the factors of your childhood, or look at different factors of your life that can kind of explain um, what you are. Basically, what we are as as humans, we are a collection of our experiences. Yeah. Um, that's why I can't stand when people. Um, equate wisdom to age it don't got shit to do with age it has everything to do with your experiences Um, and then I I always say you know if nothing changes nothing changes and so you have to evaluate your why to understand your now and and under to understand you know where you want to go in order to implement change Mm -hmm. that reminds me of this video uh, that came out a while ago it's Kirk Franklin he was um, in the studio and he was talking to you know, some of the people that were there and he was just saying like you, the the core of the message was you cannot skip your experiences. Like yeah. if you're baking a cake um, and you you need flour and oil and butter and these, these are all things that you would not want to consume Come by themselves. Come through with the analogy. You know what yeah. I'm saying? You don't want to just eat flour. It's gross. Right, you don't right. want to just crack a raw, some people do, but you don't want to just crack a raw egg and be like, right. mm, this is tasty. But if you have this egg and you have this flour and you have all these different gross ingredients at the end of the day if they make a cake and the cake is beautiful Mm -hmm. then you needed each and every one of those experiences that you went through in order to create this beautiful thing and you cannot make this beautiful thing without any of those parts so you need the shit that you go through absolutely absolutely none of it's desirable like that just goes back Uh, i was watching um i was watching this it was like a seminar and this man was basically like, um, he asked the crowd, he was like, what do you think is the leading cause of uh, divorce and failed relationships? And of course, everybody gave the, the sex answers, the communication answers, the money answers. And he was like, yeah, all oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's true. He's like, but none of you are giving me the answer that I, that I am you know, trying to present to you. Um, expectation yeah. is the, the number one and the leading cause of uh, fail- of um, failure of marriages or, or relationships. But not only that, in life in general, we have this expectation of the way things are supposed to go, of the way things are supposed to look. Um, you see all these posts about, you know, um, enlightenment and, and coming into your true self and what it's supposed to look like. And it looks like crystals and sage and, and beautifulness. And it doesn't fucking look like that at all. It, it's ugly. It's an ugly ass well, road. those are great tools. If you know how to use yeah. them and if you're vibrating on the frequency enough to right. use them. That's one thing that kills me about a lot of people that like to host all of these crystals and shit. It's like, that's nice. But do you, are you on, are you even vibrating on the frequency enough to understand how to channel the energy from those right. stones? No, you're not. You're just doing it for a fucking trend. Mm-hmm. So be true to yourself. Be real with yourself. Mm-hmm. And, and, and go through those stages. Go through that ugly that that's that's what's gonna get you there that's exactly that's, that's what's gonna, gonna get, get you, you there. there you can't skip it you can't you know oh you know i i want to be fit and in shape but i don't really want to do these workouts <laughs> i don't really want to eat right mm-hmm. 
I'm gonna continue to put bullshit in my body. You you can't skip the steps. It doesn't work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have all my uh, my little positive notes because um, affirmations they. They work if if you work them, yeah. But that's that's any that's any on, thing, work, you know. They if work if you work them. them. So mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. Like people who have to go through programs, twelve steps. They they only work if you work the program, whatever. Yeah. So um, I actually have uh, on my spine a tattoo that says "Expectation is the root of all heartache" oh. because we put these expectations on our lovers, our friends, whatever, and then when they don't live up to what we've set then we're disappointed and now we're hurt. And then that's the same with self. You know, we, we place these expectations. We put ourselves on these pedestals. And then when we don't live up to those things, sometimes we're harder on ourselves than what we need to be. And then again, that, that, that can, um, it's a success killer as well. in every aspect of your life, because I mean, number one, where are your expectations coming from? What do they stem from? Somebody else's success? Uh, this generation has such a bad habit of looking at the next person's stuff and and not, you don't even understand the journey of what it took for them to get there, but you think that you should be there already because this is what boundary you set. This is what what you thought you were supposed to be here at this age and now you're not, so you think you're, you're failing. It takes and so expectation to me is kind of a battery to fear of failure. And mm-hmm. fear of failure is the biggest limitation of success as well. If you're too afraid to fall, how the hell? You gotta get back up. It's only even if you do fall. If it if it's worth your risk, you anything that's worth having and worth experiencing takes a risk. And some of the most successful people in the world will tell you that the guy who created the internet—I forget his name—but the guy who created the internet. I was listening to him speak, and um, he was basically saying like, I applied to this college i think he says 16 times or he got not some colleges um 16 times and he got rejected 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 he tried a b c and d and he failed so many times but to be afraid and i find i have found and still find myself um kind of battling with that now fear of failure yeah fear of failure prevents you from trying certain things fear of failure keeps you stagnant and that's in every aspect of yourself, of, of, of life. When it comes to coming into your true self, being too afraid to really investigate who you are, that's going to keep you stagnant. Mm-hmm. And you're not going to grow. And then you're just, just going to be stuck. And that's not a good place to be. I've never want to just be stagnant and not... I mean, sure, it's comfortable, probably. I'm sure. But I know there's more to life and I know there's more to myself. So I'm always going to push to grow in any aspect of myself. Um, always. You got to let go of comfortable for sure. Yeah, you can't be comfortable. It's ugly and it hurts and it is uncomfortable, but it's so worth it. I, I just want everybody to know it's so worth it. Growth only really exists outside of your realm of comfort. Like, mm-hmm. that's anything, though. Like, people don't move until they are uncomfortable. If you're comfortable on the couch, you're going to stay on that couch all day. Right. But let a motherfucker come and sit too close to you on the couch, and now they throwing off your whole thing, so now it's like, let me move. We don't move until we're uncomfortable, and that's why everybody's growth comes at different times. That's why we can't compare our journey to the next person's journey and you know my good sis Indy Irie she told us the only thing constant in the world is change change. that's it and that's all so you you got to be prepared to roll with it 
Um, how long you gonna resist though is yeah. is up to you. So um, I know that that helped me a lot with with gaining my sense of self because there came a point where it was like I I cannot resist anymore. Mm-hmm. I have to move because I keep finding myself in these uncomfortable situations and I am the only I'm the what's holding me back. The, the, this I'm the only constant factor in all these mm-hmm. equations. So if I don't like where I am. Guess whose responsibility it is for me to move? Right, Nobody yours. else's. Um, and I realized that even in like my past relationships and stuff like that, you know, we talked a little bit about like um, fidelity issues and things like that that have come up in our conversations. And it was me. I chose to stay in these situations. Yeah. I chose to uh, to um, allow myself to be here. And I was the only person who had control over me. And so I kept wanting to go, why is this person doing this to me? Why, you know, why would they treat me this way? Why do I keep, you know, why do they keep putting me in these situations? Like, no, 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 baby. You're staying. You are putting yourself in these situations. um, And why do you want to be here is a bigger question. Why do you want to allow yourself to be mistreated? What's wrong with you? Right. Yeah. I was, um... In one of my relationships, I, I, it was, it was a pretty bad, pretty, pretty bad relationship. It was, um, a lot of verbal, emotional abuse. And, um, once again, because I was not in tune with myself, I couldn't really identify that. Um, but I ended up getting pregnant and when I was pregnant, I was immediately like, I was just, I was bawling. I was in tears, um. And it was because I did not want to bring a child into this world with that man as his or her father. And um, so while I had called them and I was basically letting them know, like, you know, hey, like, <laughs> I'm pregnant, you know, but in the oven. Surprise. <laughs> it's here. You know? And he was basically just like, well, you know, um, you know, at this time I was um, I was about to go into the um, the academy, police academy. And he was like, you know, we're both, you know, trying to go into the academy. Like, I don't know, like if this is a good thing and um, basically just like giving me all the reasons why I shouldn't go through with this pregnancy. Um, And so that was like, damn, really? But at the same time, it was like, well, I I don't want to be attached. I don't want to be stuck with you for my whole life. I don't want you to raise my child. I don't want no parts. Um, And so I went through the abortion process. And the whole time I'm like, um, I'm calling him, I'm texting him. I'm expecting him to be, hello, you know, present, front and center. Um, Because I didn't go through this. You know, I didn't put this damn baby in my my own death. And he kept making excuses and, you know, excuse after excuse. Basically, I was in there, not by myself. Um, One of my um, previous or close friends um, actually took me and was there with me. Um, And for a long time, I blamed him. And I was so upset. I was so heartbroken. Um, And then because I I had also found out that he had another girl pregnant at the same time. Oh, Oh, baby. Lord, have we And so I was like, okay, but but Mm. that baby, you know, she had her baby. And so I was so mad for so long until somebody had to sit me down and tell me the common denominator in this situation is you. You can't sit up here and continuously blame yeah i mean he had his faults but at the end of the day it was your decision where were you in that decision to to abort your child did you make that decision or did he make you because nobody can make you do anything and so i had to come to to come to grips with that at the end of the day i made that decision um 
And I made that decision for my own reasons, not not just because of what he was, you know, pushing on to me. And I had to learn to, you know, accept and live with that. Yeah. And it, you know, that drove me into a whole nother state. But that's another conversation for another day. Girl. Um, but I really had to sit back and look at my why. Like, why? Number one, the position, you know, because I remembered as soon as I found out that I was pregnant, I was like, I remember the day, the time, the, the location. Man. <laughs> and it was bad. It was bad. Like, I kept going back to this person who was abusive, who, who was, this man would literally, this man would literally tell me um, to my face that another woman was better than me. Literally tell me to my face that another one was better me, better than me. But um, I, for some reason, um, ever since when I had first met him, he would tell me about his past relationships and how um, how his ex, his daughter's mom, had cheated on him and did all the all these things. And so, no matter what I did, he always accused me of cheating or, or being a hoe or doing something. And I'm like, all the while, I'm like, I'm not doing nothing. Like no matter what. So I spent that whole relationship. I don't who cringes to call it a relationship but um that whole time I was trying to prove myself to him and trying to prove to him that I was worthy instead of trying to prove to myself um that I was so it it, it was just a um a cycle if you will a cycle of and fuckery. it's funny because when you when things like that happen and like God and the universe is trying to get it out of you like get get you to get to you you go through relationships and it's the same type of person you literally will go through relationships and whether it be with a friend or whether you're in a romantic relationship a lot of the time especially i know for myself it's been romantic relationships where you go, you're it's the same type of person and you're dealing with the same type of shit over and over again until you're just like and that's why I say a lot of times when a relationship or another person that you're in a relationship with is the reflection of the shit that you don't like in yourself or there's something that you need to work on in yourself. I've heard that before. You know, I also, so I was in Sunday school when I was younger and um, the teacher, I'm so mad I don't remember her name, but she, she said, and it stuck with me for my whole life. She said, um, when you pray, um, you're supposed to talk to God like he's sitting right in front of you, like he's your best friend. Like you, you basically let it all out on the table, whether it's about, you know, uh, or just anything, regardless of what it's about. But when you're when you're talking to him about somebody that you want in your life, be specific. And so I I did that. But this is the plot twist. OK, um, so I would pray and I would be like, Lord, I want him, I want him to be like this. I want him to be like that. And I would literally lay it all on the table. I want him to be chocolatey. I want him to be. I'm not playing. I, I really on. broke it all the way no, down. And got, it sounds got, silly. We got this prayer. It sounds silly, specific. but I did. I was very specific. And I'm like, I want him to be this way, that way. This is is kind of one of the biggest lessons be in my life what you that, um, that, basic, that God showed me. Um, so this person that I now refer to as the absolute worst experience in my life um, was everything I asked for. But it went to show me that sometimes God will give you exactly what you ask for to show you that you, you don't, don't know, know what, what you, you need. Come on. Mm -hmm. 
Mm. Because you don't know, you don't even know who you are. What you mean? This is what you want from A, B, C, and D. Like you're not even, you haven't even done the work of exploring Mm. and uncovering things about yourself to understand yourself. So this is what you thought you needed. So this is what you thought you needed. Um, But here you go, because you're going to learn this lesson. Right. Go ahead. This is what it is here now. So you want to know what I what I had to learn because I was the same way and I I learned that you have you know be specific be specific and I got to a point in my journey where I said you know what I think I'm praying for the wrong things mm. because I keep praying for what I want in this other person and I'm saying that I want these things and I'm not where I need to be so my plot twist was let me pray for me to become the type of woman that will attract, attract the type things. of significant yes. other that it is that I know that I need. Yes. Because I can ask for everything on this list, but do I deserve it? And 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 because I don't want to end up with all of the the superficial things that I'm putting on this list and then you right. give it to me, but then it turns out not to be what it is that I really mm-hmm. need. Mm-hmm. So make me the woman that I need to be so that I can attract exactly what it is that I deserve. Right. And so I changed my prayers. Yes, this is what I say that I want in a man, but make me the type of woman that will naturally attract this man. Yeah. And that's the exciting also, thing about being single is like, you already know, like the man God is cooking up for me. Honey. He, baby, you over here coming you. to talk to me in my car. You, you not the one I already know. Let me He's still you. cooking. Right. Let me tell you somebody. <laughs> in the oven, it ain't done yet. Let me tell you from somebody who's The timer ain't went off. <laughs> let right. me tell you from somebody who's sitting on the other side of the little, the man you got for me. Okay, because I, I, I did the specific prayer, too. I did it. Um, but then after, I was just like, you know what, Lord? You give me what you think I need. And you know what, y'all? I'm out here in these streets. And it's a great. It's grand. So I can't wait for y'all to get to that point. I can't wait. It's going to be heavenly. What she means to say is she's not out here in these streets. I'm out here in these streets with my man. What you mean? With my man. <laughs> it's on the way. What you mean? It's on the way, but it, we we still on the way. Yeah. So, he on the way for y'all. Mm-hmm. And I'm comfortable with where, where I am, though. Like, I think that's, mm-hmm. that's, yeah. that's where I found the beauty. Like I said, I'm not trying it. to preach relationships. Everybody, like, everybody's got to go at it at their, at their leisure, at their time, whenever they're ready. And people, some people are fine, completely fine with just being by, uh, being single, and that's fine. Just and I don't want to say I hate when people say by yourself because you're single. Cause just because you're single don't mean you by yourself. Yeah, the way I see it is, I am um, I'm clearing the way for the man that I'm supposed to share my life with to be able to see me. Because right now there's too many blockages um, mm. that are not going to allow him to see me, and vice versa. Yeah. So right now I'm I'm clearing the way and I'm enjoying the process. This is great. I love this TED Talk. Because yeah. I can't, I mean, because how, how, how do you expect someone to see you when you don't, you don't even see, see yourself? You, yes. you know? and, exactly. and I think that was one of my eye-opening experiences. Um, again, me with my story time. Uh, <laughs> where I, um, I shared a little bit with the girls earlier. Um, I, was, I was dating this person fresh out of my other relationship. And... Um, his name rang a little bit bells. It rang a little, you know, the choirs were singing in the, in the streets. <laughs> in, the streets. In, in the streets, the choirs were singing. And um, he was, a, a, I guess, a highly desired person, right? Mm-hmm. So me not being where I was supposed to be when this man finally decided, decided to show me attention, it gave me that false sense of self. Like, ooh, maybe I'm the shit a little bit because, you know, all these bitches out here want him and he want me. 
So, boom, I'm in the game. But then I realized later that I wasn't being treated properly, but it took for somebody else to point that out to me because I was so busy on competing and trying to prove that I was the one and I'm the, you know, the best one that you got on the team. Side note, why do I want to be, be on, on anybody's team? team? Oh, but yes. I didn't get that at that time. 20, 24, 20, you know, coming into this. And um, I had rocked it out with him. Yeah, I went to jail for like seven months. Attempted murder charge. We didn't know if this nigga was coming home or not, but I was just determined to show, like, let me prove that I'm this right or die. loyal, right or die. I'm what you need. Holding you down. Okay? Why are you on the blocks? And um, there was this one particular time where there was this pool party um, in, in the city, and everybody was there, you know, so beginning of summer. We all young. We hanging out. And he showed up to the party, and I remember, like, my heart just stopped. And I was just like, okay, let me, like, put my cool face on. Like, let me not show him that he's, like, getting to me. But, you know, let me prance around, be a little bit cute. But my insecurities were starting to show because one of the other girls that he fucked with ended up showing up, too. And I remember just being so devastated. Like, nigga, I, I did everything to show you that I was the one. And you got the audacity. Mm. To come into this party with somebody who was nowhere to be found. You just came home and picked up a new bitch. So all of the bitches that I thought I was competing with before you went to jail, I got to deal with a whole new squad that you done rolled up in here once you came home because he felt like his life had been on pause while he was in jail. So he hit the ground running when he came. Like, I, I got lost time to make up for. And I was Mm-mm. basically getting left behind. And I remember just being devastated, right? So... My drunk ass, because we have been drinking all day at the damn party. Now my emotions are coming to surface, and they're a little bit harder to control when you're under the influence. And I'm sitting outside this party, and I'm just crying and crying and crying, and I'm not caring how silly I look to the rest of these people, because at the time, I was just wrapped in my feelings. And, um... Of course, he's unmoved, you know. I don't even know if he's seen me crying or not, but he still continued on with his regularly scheduled program. So the next day, um, we were all hanging out at the park, and um, one of my cousin's cousin, a male, he came. We all had a good relationship because we all hung out a lot. And he came to me, and he pulled me aside at the park, um, away from everybody, and basically let me know that he did not like the way that I was presenting myself at this party. And he kind of had to give me that tough love, like, you made yourself look ridiculous, and you don't know who you are you are fine as fuck and there are a lot of people that I know who you don't even see trying to get your attention because you're so focused on trying to prove yourself to this nigga that we all know ain't shit and you don't know that and him kind of lecturing me at this time made me feel dumb but that feeling is what motivated me to start getting myself together because I was like damn I really embarrassed myself and damn maybe I don't know who I am and let me you know try to pull myself together and really and and be who it is that I say that I am because you can fake it till you make it but at some point you gotta make the fake the real right and so for you as gotta long just as make I'm, it yeah I'm, I'm if you don't here, you fall into the facade yeah mm-hmm. it's very easy to fall into like you can present whoever the hell you want like um, I was taking this class and it was like they basically had us look on our social media and they're like just just scroll through your social media and and then um, they were like do you do you think that what you see is a actual projection of who these people are it was like no absolutely not you project on social media what you want to project 
you show what you want to show. Um, and a lot of times what we're showing is how we see ourselves or how we want to see ourselves, but it's not a real um, display of who we are. Um, and a lot of times, like like with that fake it to make it thing, like that one is, I was told um, basically the same thing. Like if you, you know, are struggling with, you know, really coming into who you are, like you may, sometimes you need to fake it to make it. Sometimes you need to tell yourself, you know, X, Y, and Z. But if you don't do the actual work of getting there, then you're always going to be stuck in that facade. You're always going to be stuck in portraying this, but you're always going to be playing a role. Mm-hmm. So, um, the, that, mor- the moral of the story is just be as authentic with, just be authentic with yourself. Be honest with yourself. Like we said, forgive yourself, um, and genuinely enjoy yourself. Get to a point. It's not always going to be enjoyable, but get to a point where you genuinely enjoy yourself. Mm-hmm. Or at least you enjoy the process of yeah. getting there. Yeah. And it's hard, but you can't, you cannot lie to, to the universe. Mm-hmm. You could lie to your friends. You could lie to your family. You can try to lie to yourself. But when the lights are off and you're there with just you. You are exactly who you are, regardless to who you pretended to be all day. And the universe knows that. So it will continue to deliver what your authentic self is attracting. That was another thing, like, that made me realize, like, what I want in a partnership. Like, do I really want to be working this hard every day to present this person that I'm not really... Like, I want whoever I'm with... I want to be completely raw and naked with like I don't I'm not I'm not working to to gain the attention of somebody who's probably not for me any damn way you know Amen. I don't want that but I if think I feel uncomfortable with you if I feel not in my if I'm not in my in my most authentic space with you you're not the one period period poo and that's that on that and we thank you for coming and listening to us and rocking with us i thank you jocelyn and essence for coming and chilling with me and drinking wine with me and smoking hookah with me and having this conversation and this is never will i ever <laughs>